Hi everyone, you're listening to the Via Lucci podcast, uncensored and completely unedited discussions about life and everything in it. We hope you enjoy the show. Andrew Lowney. Um, Hi everyone. It, hello, hello. It's become a thing. Whenever I meet somebody, in, uh, that's the first time I've heard that surname, I ask them, do you know, does it mean anything? Have you traced it back? Lowney? Uh, yes, Lo- it's called Lowney. Lowney. It comes from Scotland. So, um, yeah, it's it's Scottish. Oh, Kirby. Where's Kirby? And Charles Kirby. Where's that from? Uh, I think there's a Kirby. Is in... it Kirby Press? That seems, rings a bell. And there's Kirby. Uh, Kirby clip. Grip. Kirby Grip, yeah. yeah. What yeah. were the toys? Those tiny little toy Kirby. There is a Kirby also, the Nintendo <laughs> character. Oh, who is, so you're uh, part of the video game series. Um, it is a town, a village or a town in, a small town in um, Ireland. And also there is a Kirby outside of Liverpool, I believe, as well. Kirby, yeah, you're Kirby right. Kirby Lonsdale, yeah. Lake District. Okay, right. Okay. Right, so the book, Traitor King. So how many books have you done now? Three. Uh, this is, um, I did a biography of uh, a writer called John Buchan, uh, yeah. a spy called Guy Burgess, oh, book oh, on right, the yeah. Mount Batten. The Mount Batten, yeah. And then Trader King, and I'm now doing Andrew and Fergie. So that's my third you're doing book. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> going into that territory. Okay, yeah. so it's sort of, it's sort of, you're sort of slowly sort of catching up with the <laughs> I'm sort of just getting more and more fence. commercial. Yeah. 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 Um, you can't go wrong with royal books, with royal, what I call rogue royals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody I, I knew he did, that I was speaking to, I said, I'm, I'm speaking to this guy here, and he said, oh, I've um, read the Mountain Mountain one. He works for British Airways, and because he started telling me, oh, yeah, the track, I know the thing, but, and I said, how do you know it? And because he works for British Airways on the flights, his manager, he said, they, and I love when companies do things right. They have to learn about the royal family as part of the job. For, so, for BA? For BA. For, and I thought, that's great. That's great. I mean, I don't know anything about the way the business is around everything, but I thought, that makes sense, that the British Airways, you should... I think it's mostly run by Qatar, the, the company, so it's not really British Airways. But um, well, that's, that's a little strange, because, I mean, I get it if you join... Chelsea Football Club as a yeah. football player, like it's useful yeah. to have some yeah, kind of context it was not needed. or the Royal Flight. But yeah. yes, yeah, the, but yeah, but the chances of getting a Royal on your flight and BA are probably pretty remote. I no, think. no. Funny enough, then he started regaling, telling me all the stories. They all go easyJet now. Really? <laughs> okay, is that is that just a, a sort of optics? Um, I think it's an optics thing. thing. Yeah, Megan yeah, goes yeah. private jet, and yeah. the Royal family go easyJet. He, okay. he said uh, he's had summer Royals on there, and he said I think it's when he said when they want to like low not not seen for some reason they go on there's, there's a structure of how private individuals can fly without not being known anyway um i think that, i think i'd class. notice that if i got on like a an easy jet flight to like ob or something no there's a and then there's the, like fergie in the background just a bit of a front trying to keep a low profile i think it'd be like is that is that fergie well they, they'd sort of dress up so you can't you <laughs> yeah. false names and things oh really okay. there's a woman sitting yes with a scarf on the whole way through and dark glasses yeah that's probably fergie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now he said he said there's an actual process with british if you don't want to be known you won't be known it happens with politicians he said a lot of politicians fly but he said boris johnson flew and we couldn't we're not allowed and there's things that only certain people and he has to go on first before the staff get on yeah. and he said he was really rude he said, like, he, he was telling him, you've got to sit down. Like, it's a serious thing. The plane cannot get for any reason. And he was just going, oh, don't be silly, don't be silly. And like, he said, we can't really, because they, they will sort of give you the boot if you... But, yeah, so anyway. I'll be um, arrested and thrown off the plane, yeah. There's so, a woman recently, and we'll get to your book in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Batten's required reading for BA. Yeah. That would be brilliant. <laughs> brilliant well, he, he, yeah. That was him, yeah, so he knew all about it. But um, a woman got on. She'd been for a flight. Um, I think it was Hungary. 
and she'd had bum implants. I'm sorry, Andrew, I've just realized I should have brought, but it, you know, it is what it is. Oh. I've just realized maybe I should have brought this up with you here, but she'd had bum implants and this, the, she, the, she was standing up when they were taking off. And he said, you have to sit down. And the woman said, no, the doctor said it would be fine if I fly. He said, yeah, you fly, but you can't sit, you can't stand up when we're taking off. That's the thing. Um, so she had to sit down and they burst. So they had to divert the plane. And I don't know if I, I must have said this before, but he said, if you divert a plane, it costs 10 million pounds, <gasps> which wipes out the profit of that plane plus fines because they have to clear space from about five or six different airlines and you have to pay them a fine plus the air fine for having to divert. I, I've got a story. I, I won't get into it now, but yeah, I've got go a story about Wales on a flight that was now diverted. So. Oh, for Wales? No, well, we were flying back from uh, Marrakesh. Yeah. It was now diverted. So It was? No, we nearly, but I had oh. to talk the pilots. I had a conversation with the pilot and asked him not to divert because he wanted to stop at Paris. We were supposed to be flying to Gatwick. Yeah. We will get. So we're supposed to be going Gatwick. Uh, my friend got very ill on the flight, and they yeah. were like, "We have to. We're going to land in Paris." Yeah. And I was like, "I don't want to go to Paris. Like, I, I want to go to Paris. no, because well, the hell am I going to do in a French hospital with my friend? Just not being able to speak French, you right. know? And like, his dad's waiting for us to pick us up. Like, but he was dying. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I thought it was better just to get to England, oh. just to get because his family there. We get English yeah. hospital. Just get sorted. Right. Travel insurance a bit iffy. Might not yeah, cover yeah. it all. So I just <laughs> he took so, the risk on his bath. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, for an extra half forty minutes in the, oh, on the plane. Oh. But the, literally, the pilot came down, sat next to me, and says, "Right, well, we're going to stop. We're going to divert yeah. to Paris." And I said, "No." <laughs> it's like, "No, I think, you'd have any I think we that. should go to. I think we should oh. press on and go to Gatwick." And he's like, "I don't think so. I think we should." And I was like, "Well." As I said, I don't. What the hell am I going to do in a French, yeah. in a French thing? Not being able to speak French and like them asking me like questions about him and like his, <laughs> yeah, why he's ill and like his treatment stuff. I'd be like, I don't. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's mental. So, oh. yeah. well, yeah, there's a load of things I could tell you about. Yeah. What is, but anyway, we'll get to your to your book. So, uh, the the Traitor King. So my here's my thing. Not educated. I don't know about the royals and things like that. So I thought I was going to struggle until I listened to you communicate it well in other interviews and things you've done. And the one thing. I loved. I mean, even before this show, I was having a go at modern media. Um, just the laziness of it. And when in one of the interviews you explain that most researchers are researching other people's research and you actually go into the documents, yeah. <laughs> being a historian, you actually go and search through the things yourself. And I thought, oh, you don't hear that anymore. You don't get that. So I was very pleased to hear that. Well, I think most people also who write about royal biography tend to rely on not just the cuts, but any contacts they've got in the royal household. Right. And they okay. tend to, of course, steer it towards a very yeah. pro view. I mean, the other thing that struck me, I mean, having you know, read around this a lot in the past, was it was pretty obvious he was a Nazi, yeah, but no one was was prepared to draw that It's conclusion. one of those things no one says it. So, they, yeah. they, they provided the evidence, even the official book provided it all, and then said, no, he wasn't a Nazi. But the last, this particular writer did a book on the Matt Battens and did the same thing there he yeah, said there's they, no evidence that he was bisexual yeah. and yet there was plenty of evidence yeah <laughs> so um but i mean when it's a traitor king i'm so used to people just throwing things out there but i thought eh, he's probably had sympathies for and you go oh no it was like he properly are we really say he's a nazi you go well there's, there's not much more he could have done other than kill people but no he was a proper like I, I had a very low opinion of him just just from sort of reading and, and having a bit of knowledge but it's even lower now. <laughs> yes, yes. Honestly, it was, it was, it, I was, I was still kind of shocked to be honest yeah. at some of the details. I was like, 
Oh, he yeah. was really callous. It wasn't just sort of like, oh, I don't know, those those chaps in Germany have sure got uh, the trains running on time, or those autobahns look pretty spiffy, um, or however they well, spoke. Well, he was, then. yeah, anti-Semitic, like Hitler at the end of his life, believed in the Fuhrer Principe. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. why and, I didn't... said to people, come and bomb Britain, that's the oh, best yeah. way to subjugate them. That's yeah. why I couldn't, I was thinking, yeah. oh, this isn't like... Is picking up on something in him that might be a bit. That's what I couldn't understand. That because he, he he survived. He was. I thought he'd like die around that time, but no, he carried on as if like nothing happened. Like the, he just seemed to well, get it on was with a huge cover up. I mean, no one wanted the story to come out, yeah. so they tried to suppress all the evidence or spin it. And you know, it's the same story now. And one of my arguments in all my books is our history is censored. We're presented with this ideal idealized view because the documents are not released or destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and they find tame biographers. We see this with Meghan Barkle and, and yeah. Scobie and others. Um, they they put their own version of events. And, yeah. and, and the job of the historian is, of course, to try and tell the truth about the past. We we because all I knew about them was the 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 map. Love the, affair. Yeah, and it's not a great love affair. So I thought, well, there's no bigger story. <laughs> it's only when I listened to you talking about. It, I thought, oh, the bloody mis. That was one of the worst marriages that could be. Yeah. So, but. So was that that was crafted then? Well, I mean, he was obsessed with her. He 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 never really properly grew up uh, emotionally or physically, yeah. and he just liked dominant woman who bossed him around. So the ruder and more awful she was to him, yeah. the more he loved it. He went to bed in tears, and that was you know he was pleased. And how did they get together? They met at a hunting um, yeah. weekend in 1931. Yeah, and I think part of the attraction, again, a bit like Meghan for Harry, is is that I mean, she was a sort of very ambitious American woman, but she she didn't defer to him. She right. she she complained. You know, she treated him like a normal person, and no one else did that, and particularly then. So that was part of the attraction. Yeah, and she dominated him right from the very beginning, and that's what he wanted. He always had. Slightly often off, slightly older woman uh, who, as mistresses, uh, and he was the boy, and, and they were the mother. And she, she was having affairs. Well, I think the extraordinary thing is that his father arranged for him to be put under surveillance by MI5 uh, and her, because they they thought she was a bit of an adventuress. Right. And that revealed during this great um, romance that both of them were having affairs right. with other people at the same time. <laughs> One with a car, her with a car. As a used car salesman, and him with an Austrian princess, and all the way through their lives, yeah. they had uh, affairs. Um, her more than him. Yeah. But even within months of their marriage, she was having an affair with the American ambassador in Paris. And you say she was uh, very dominant to him. How was he towards her? Did he admire her? Did he? What was the? Oh well, he he thought she was perfect. Um, oh, he did, I mean, yeah. she was not a very attractive woman. Uh, really? Uh, but I think she was witty. Uh, oh. She. Um, I think took care of him, which is what he wanted. Yeah. Uh, I think she was pretty cold to him, but like his mother, but that he didn't seem to mind that. Yeah. Uh, and bossed him around. Um, no one could quite work out what the attraction was. It was bizarre. And um, I always, I assumed all royals were educated, but you make the point of it. No, he was actually quite simple. He wasn't really. Well, I mean, he was sent to Oxford, but I mean, he he did no work. Uh, he was very, very stupid. Had no real hinterland uh, in terms of the arts. I mean, yeah. you know, he w asked about a piece of music and was told it was by Mozart and said, "Has he written anything else?" Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so it's he had no interest in 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 an inner life. Right. He liked gardening and gossip and. And what about all these? Flag, what what did he do in the army? 
Well, he couldn't really fight in the First World War, yeah. so he he was he, he pretended he went to the front and he was given a military cross for gallantry. But oh in fact, God. he was kept safe the whole time, uh, and he traded on this as that you know that he'd been a soldier, but he wasn't. It was all part of the the myth that was created around him. That, like there was a myth that he cared about the miners in Wales. He couldn't care less about anyone except going to nice dances. Did you I was, want to say something? I was going to say, yeah, that, that's quite a common thing, isn't it, with roles, though, that they do their bits yeah. of military service. Sometimes it's quite small, sometimes it's a bit bigger, but it's kind of just so that they can sort of have their medals and sort of... Well, no, I mean, I think a lot of them did, did you know, do, 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 do more than that. I mean, clearly Harry and William have yeah. served for mm-hmm. a time. But, you know, it's a good discipline. It keeps you protected from, from the wider society. Mm. It t- teaches, I think, all sorts of life skills. Uh, and, of course, the royal family, the, 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 the royal services report, in effect, to the royal family. They mm. serve the sovereign. Yeah. And so it's very important the sovereign should be, have been part of the armed services. So, you know, there's Charles. He went through all three services as part of his training. I wonder so if that's I think it's a, a modern thing. thing. It's a modern thing where they know people's eyes are on you a bit more. Whereas 50 years ago, you could just say what you wanted and that's what happened. Well, you know, his father had been the Navy, um, George V. Uh, um, his brother, Bertie, was, was at Jutland. So there was a very strong naval tradition. And of course, Mount Batten, uh, who, who was a cousin, you know, had a very distinguished naval career. Has he got a bit of the Andrew about him? I think there is a lot of connections. Yes, he liked playing golf. Yeah. Uh, the difference is that Duke drank and Andrew doesn't. But oh, there's certain parallels. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he didn't drink. You think you would? Growing up and slightly suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> you know, not really excessively, can. but you've got to have a few vices. Because I'm just always think. Well, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't do something, you know, have a flutter every now and then, a gamble, or, you know, it's not advice. Occasionally a smoke, well, yeah, occasionally, occasionally a cigar or whatever on Christmas. But like, yeah, I'm just, just slightly suspicious. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you, all, it's like with Donald Trump doesn't drink, but mine, his brother was an alcoholic. Yeah, so I thought if, there's, if you say I don't drink, there's usually something that means. Was there anything to say why he didn't drink? Why Andrew doesn't drink? He doesn't like the taste. Um, no, I suppose that's yeah. fair enough. Um, before the traitor bit. Was there a love story there, even in the early days? Is, or no, was that just I all don't concocted? think there was. I think she was happy to be part of the royal circles, happy to be his mistress. Yeah. He introduced her to people. He showered her with jewels. Her husband, sort of um, Ernest Simpson, sort of put up with it. He, you know, it helped him in his own career. So he sort of laid down his wife for the for oh, one. I was say, oh right, uh, and. The whole thing just got out of hand. Right. You know, she she thought he would she would be a plaything and discarded, and and he became obsessed with her. So he fell for her, and then and oh. he he was determined to have her, and so she wanted to get away, and he threatened to kill himself if 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 she disappeared, and so she was stuck with him. <laughs> would have, yeah. I mean, you, you get a feel for it now, but she then she's when that runs out, when the sort of the glitz of the 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 monarch title starts to run out. She was trapped, and, yeah. and I think that's why she felt angry with him, and she took that frustration out on him. And, he just and the irony is that the more she took that out on him, the more he loved it. Yeah, And he felt guilty. He realized that she had sacrificed her life for him. Of course, yeah. he'd sacrificed his life for her. And that sort of joined them against the world. I was desperate to have a little bit of... Because there was love there. I thought, well, he loved, so there must be something in him. But then when you were saying stories about... Um, oh, who was it? Was it the butler had the somebody had died he had to go to the funeral and he said you could only have a certain amount of time off and he said well if you leave you can't come back yes well i mean the butler who'd been with them for 30 years his wife died and he wanted to get he needed to go home early to take care of his kids and wallace said if you go early then don't bother coming back 
I mean, and they were appalling to their staff. Yeah. Uh, they didn't pay them properly. They, they thought it was an honor to work for them. Yeah. They were, you know, for example, borrowing jewels and dresses and not returning them. Yeah. Uh, they charged to go to parties. Yeah. Um, they charged, you know, they made a lot of money from, from charging for interviews, charging to be photographed. Um, it's you know, they were very it, venal. It's that sort of Trump personality, like I've got, but I want more and I'll... Well, it's a, it's a hustle. Yeah. It seems to be that they, they, they were on a, they were on a grift. Well, they, they, they were looking to monetize. They lived, they lived you know? In, you know, very extravagantly. I mean, they had three chauffeurs, only two of the household of 30 staff for two of them. Hell. Uh, and, um, they, so they needed the money to come in. They lived with or moved in circles of very rich people in Palm Beach and Long Island. And to keep up with these people and they're entertaining every night. Um, they, they had to bring in money and that's, um, you know, and, but they, they were freeloaders most of the time. So people paid for, to, 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 to to take them on cruises. They got free trips across the Atlantic on, on ocean liners. They, um, never picked up a bill in the restaurant. Uh, they, when they went anywhere, they stayed with people rather than hotels. So they, they, you know, they knew how to play the system. Very expensive to those that can't afford it, free to those that can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. All those upgrades. So, I forgot, so they'd gone to live in America. Well, they spent, after the war, no one wanted them. Um, uh, the, so they spent half the time in France where they had tax status, tax um, status, which yeah. meant they saved paying tax. And then the other half they spent in the States. And they had an apartment in the Waldorf Astoria in New York, and they traveled around seeing people in Florida. And, and were they sort of welcomed by the Americans? Was it a thing yeah, then? Yeah. yeah, a bit like Meghan and, and yeah, Harry. You yeah. know, the, the Americans were much more, they saw them as royalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, they saw them as glamorous. They often won awards for the best dressed person of the year. Yeah. Um, they brought glamour, you know, uh, but they mixed with some pretty dodgy businessmen and people. Right. A lot of hangers-on, people yeah. who, who sucked up, who liked the idea of being with royals. Yeah. Real royals, I mean, real European aristocracy yeah. shunned them because they thought they were tacky. Right. <laughs> oh, God, you can't really do anything about that, can you? Um, and, it, and, and, and the Nazi thing as well. I'm, gonna get, I'm <laughs> putting that It's a, a bit of a shadow, yeah. doesn't it? Well, exactly. Even when they wanted to go back to France, the, the, the line was that, you know, they'd been, they'd, all their friends were collaborationists and it didn't think it would look very good. Yeah. yeah. When did it... Um, when did it start to be known, his thoughts? Was it as Hitler rose to power? He thought, well, I mean, he, even before he came to power as king, uh, he was known to be sympathetic. He, he had been targeted by the Nazis. It, had, what were his um, German connections? He did speak well, German. Well, he spoke German. He, he, he was 16th, 18th German. His mother was a German princess. Oh. Oh. He had lots of German cousins, oh. many of whom were Nazi generals. And they were used to target him and come yeah. across and try and persuade Britain to come into an alliance with yeah. Germany, even in, in 1935. And so this was a concern in government circles that he was interfering in politics. He was also um, a, a very pro-Nazi. And a, clearly there was a policy then of appeasement and that we could deal with the Nazis. But even by 35, 36, it was pretty clear of what was going on in Nazi right. Germany. And he continued to do that. So he interfered, for example, in the Anglo-German uh, Naval Agreement of 1935. He tried to play down the remilitarization of the Rhineland in March 1936. So I argue that one of the reasons that they wanted to get rid of him wasn't the love affair. They used that as an excuse. Right. The real concern was his political interfering. And then it continued. I mean, he went and did this trip around Germany in October 1937, where he, he, he inspected SS guards and, and met all the Nazi leaders. It was pretty clear. I mean, this was very embarrassing for the yeah. British. So he was very, very open about it. He even broadcast to the Germans on the eve of the Second World War. 
Um, so it wasn't just appeasement. It, yeah. was, it was a pro-Nazi um, view. And in fact, when he was sent off to the Bahamas to keep him out of the way after Churchill threatened to court-martial him, uh, even then they had to keep him away from America because he was being trying to get involved with the isolationists and keep America out of the war. So he can be court-martialed. I never really understand the power between the state and the royals. Well, and it. It, it wasn't as the royal. He, he'd, he'd, he had military rank as a major general. Uh, and oh, the prime cool. minister could, could of course, uh, he'd broken, I mean, he, he had broken the Treachery Act, which is communicating with the enemy during, during the war in code. So there were lots of things they could have done. I mean, unfortunately, that they discovered only after the end of the war. And the last thing they could do was, was, was put on trial or execute uh, a former sovereign. Yeah. But the fact is, it, people were executed for far less than he yeah, did. Yeah. Executed as well. So that was still on the table. Yeah. Yeah, so what sort of things was he doing then? He was actually communicating with them in the 37th, but he was the thing about bombing London. Well, I mean, the Germans had targeted him. They were pretty annoyed that he'd been, in a sense, there'd been a putsch against him, in effect, and he wasn't king because they'd lost their main yeah. hope. But they, they kept the pressure on him. And so when he uh, was hoping to come back to Britain after the invasion of France, uh, the Germans targeted him. But of course, we'd already had a moment where he betrayed the French war defences to the Germans through a, a German agent called Charles Beddoe. So he'd already committed one act of treachery in the spring of... And that's literal. Is, that's not a... Uh, 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 how, in what way was that sort of... Well, his job was to... He was given this, what they thought was a sinecure to inspect the French defences. Uh, and um, he wrote reports on them and their weaknesses. Um, but he passed up material not just to the British, who were interested to know what's going on, mm. but also to Charles Beddoe. And Charles Beddoe, we know from documentation, passed it back to the German ambassador in The Hague, and they passed it back to Ribbentrop in Berlin. So, I mean, these Germans, I mean, clearly, the Germans may have had other sources, but yeah. it certainly um, was quite a, a, a thing. But then when he got to, to Portugal and was waiting to be brought back to Britain, the Germans approached him and said, look, will you come back if we invade Britain, as we we're hoping to do, as puppet king? Uh, and um, he, he it didn't report that to, to the authorities. He didn't um, say, get lost. He, he entertained this notion for several weeks, going in and out of the German embassy, talking to them, saying that the most effective way of subjugating Britain was to bomb it, um, including his brother in Buckingham Palace. So I think it's very clear, and uh, yeah. from the documentation that, that's been produced and found, much of it, of course, has been destroyed and weeded, but um, that you know, he, was, he was a traitor to this country. I was going to ask you about that. Uh, how much, uh, what sort of information and sort of primary sources are available? Because um, I'm assuming a lot of it was under the Official Secrets Act. Um, has it re has that Spied. recently become available? Um, yes, I mean the, the 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 main source are what's called the captured German documents or the Marburg or Windsor file. At the end of the war, the Germans uh, thought they should burn all their papers before right. the Allies came. But a man called von Losch, who'd been at Oxford, decided this was his calling card to get out to the West. So he arranged for the boxes to be burned, but not the files. He buried them in, in the um, forest outside Marburg and then led um, Americans to them at the, at the end of the war. A sort of bargaining so, chip. And yeah. Bargaining chip. And this, of course, was very, very useful. The British, when they heard about it, were absolutely appalled and tried to persuade the Americans to destroy this material. But, um, and the correspondence with Eisenhower and others. Uh, from Churchill. But the American historians vowed that the stuff should be kept as historical, it should be used at Nuremberg trials. And 
And so um, that's the material, but we have it from private diaries. Um, the files here were, um, for, we, we did. Uh, so, for example, when you went to the Bahamas, the colonial office files here are very thin. But what they didn't know was that there are mirror copies of those files in the Bahamas. And so you can see what the original files were had. Mm. So, so often it's, it's what was, but you find stuff in other files, what we call in, in adjacent files. Things are copied into other departments and they haven't weeded those. Um, I found stuff, for example, in the Portuguese archives, in French archives, because both the Portuguese and the French also had them under surveillance, FBI files, freedom information requests. Um, if you work your way around the files, the stuff is there. There's a paper trail, but it's, it just is a long and involved business. Yeah. yeah. And I said overseas as well, you forget you can go overseas to get information because they were looking back at him from yeah. over there. Well, the, you know, the FBI had them under surveillance. Right. They had files and, you know, people who dealt with them had private papers. There was a black, several attempts to blackmail him. And those accounts are in private diaries with the FBI files. So, there is stuff around. Yeah. Ironically, one of the best sources was the Royal Archives. Uh, and those have only recently been opened. I, I was the first person to see his file. First mm -hmm. person, they've just, I saw some stuff this week, this week yeah. on the abdication, which no one else has seen. And everyone assumed these files would be closed forever. So stuff was left there, mm. which was quite sensitive. So, for example, some of those German files that we thought were destroyed, actually there were copies. George VI was monitoring his brother and his treacherous activities. <laughs> and so, ironically, one of the best sources is actually in the Royal Archives. Right. Is, um, did, what, was it known at the time? Like in, in main, would a normal person would know of this, or was it very held down? Well, because if you're talking about court-martialing somebody, I mean, did the, people know? No, in, in government circles, people were suspicious right. okay. and knew and reported back. And, and in fact, his private detective was also sending back reports, um, special branch officer to special branch. Right. But the, the first, and, and it's clear from looking at the files in the Royal Archives, the, the Brewer family were monitoring this the whole time. So again, it puts, sheds a new light on their attitudes to yeah. him. It wasn't so much the, the betrayal of the abdication, it was the betrayal of the country. Right. <laughs> but um, George VI was briefed about these German documents on the, as he came off the balcony on uh, VE Day in May 1945. Right. They didn't want to spoil his day beforehand. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, but yeah, they, 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 the, the people in, in the establishment knew, political right. circles knew, royal circles knew, but no one in, in, in the population really right. knew until yeah. 1957 when some of this that material was published, but they spun it, they, yeah. they downplayed it, they said that it was all made up by the Germans. All these German ambassadors course, right, yeah. filing reports, saying the same thing, but they made it up. Uh, and, you know, it's the way they discredit things now. They, the they, fake news, even back then. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and they, they, did they live in Windsor? I mean, I suppose they must have Windsor Castle. Or was that just well, the when, title? When the king, um, no, he was made Duke of Windsor uh, uh, when he abdicated in oh. December '36. Uh, but the deal was that he would go into exile. He wouldn't right. come back. Uh, he, they didn't want him upstaging his brother. They, in fact, had quite a lot of support among mostly supporters, and they didn't want him to be a sort of focus for that. Right. But they also wanted Bertie a chance to begin to establish his own sort of identity and, and, and not have this older brother looking over his shoulder. Yeah. So that's why he, he was kept in France and, okay. and America. So he never came back. The, he had a property on the Winds, in Windsor Great Park called Fort Belvedere, which was his pride and joy, and he was kept out of that. wasn't allowed to come back to it. What? Well, so when when did he leave for America? Well, when was the last well, time he, he left went England? To, I mean? He went uh, literally the day he abdicated in, in December 1936. Okay. He he went to well, first of all he went briefly to Austria while he waited for the divorce to right. come through for 
um, Wallace. They got married in France, uh, and they lived in France really for the rest of their lives. Oh. Uh, and America was only post-war and only for, I say, six months of the year. So their main home was always Paris. And how old was he when he died then? Uh, he died in 19... He's born in 1894 and he dies in 1972. Oh, it's a fair old run. Yeah. 72. I say quite recent. Yeah, yeah, it's, re saying, yeah, yeah. it's not... This isn't... The a, well, you know, yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember, you know, um, it. And there, I mean, there are people who appeared in the television program who one of them was a lodger with him in the 1940s. Right. But there are plenty of people who remember them from yeah. the 60s and 70s. I mean, he was nearly old enough to see Jaws and Exorcist come out. I mean, that, that's how you <laughs> might, put it in those Might have seen The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, so, so, it doesn't seem injustice that he survived that long. I thought he well, it was until 1986. Um, Think of that. No, okay. So, I mean, he's only, he's only the, king, the Queen's uncle. I mean, it's really oh, close. Yeah. 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 He doesn't, I mean, if that photograph on the front, I mean, crack a smile. I mean, it's an important photograph, surely, but there just seems a there's a vacancy. Well, that's an official portrait, you know, him as governor of the Bahamas. So, um, you well, know, there's a wonderful really picture in the book. Wilder. Well, there's a wonderful picture in the book of him leaping up in the air. There was a photographer who said the best way to get pictures of people, I think it's right at the end, uh, the best way to get pictures of people is in jumping in the air. And so that's a bit more yeah. sort of relaxing. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube about him. I mean, there's several quite important interviews, equivalent to Oprah, a man called Kenneth Harris. But it's very interesting you watch it. He looks a rather pathetic figure being bossed around by uh, Wallace. And then when he's interviewed in his own, he comes to, 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 light, to life a bit. Oh, okay. But there's so many parallels between Meghan and, and yeah. Wallace and him and Harry. You know, the idea of the American divorcee yeah. taking the young charismatic prince, the debates about security and yeah, staying money. Staying and, out of the country. And staying out <laughs> of the country and separating you from your friends and suing the press and writing tame books. Um, having a bossy wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Having a bossy <laughs> yeah, wife yeah. who's got her own ambitions. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Yeah, Meghan is clearly much more ambitious than Wallace. But it, you know, it's it's almost like a, a sort of rerun of history. I know it just needs to come out that maybe I don't know that he's a secret Ku Klux Klan member yeah. or something, or white supremacist. When they're, they're, what they're, Harry? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when he leaves and he goes to France, is he cut off financially? Well, he's given an allowance of twenty five thousand pounds a year, which is what they would give any uh, child of the monarch. Uh, but what they, would that be now? Um, oh, that's quite. That would be a lot of money. Um, Over a million. 25,000. Yes. Back then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Buy a house yeah. for 3,000 or something. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So it's it's yeah. But I mean, what they discovered was he'd actually been saving a lot of money from the Duchy of Cornwall estates. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. And so he had millions even then. Yeah. And he didn't need this annuity. So, in fact, this annuity was going to be right. voted for by Parliament, and they realized it would be embarrassing if this emerged, and so George VI paid for it. But he played hardball, for example. He had a life interest in Balmoral and Sandringham, and instead of just giving it to, to the new monarch, he insisted on being paid for that. He threatened to sell it to a syndicate of American businessmen. But he'd been giving jewels to, to Wallace even before they got married, millions of pounds yeah, of jewels, right. um, and also jewels that he inherited from Queen Alexandra. So there was a real concern that the stuff was all leaving the royal family. Yeah. Him growing up, what was the, his story growing up? Any extremes? What was the... Well, I mean, he was the heir. Yeah. Um, uh, Queen Victoria was still still alive when he was born. Um, her son, Edward VII, uh, came, to, came to the throne in 1901 yeah. till 1910. So he was growing up then. In 1910, he became uh, the Prince of Wales. His father, George V, inherited. 
Uh, George V was and Queen Mary were pretty distant parents, wow. very old fashioned. George VI was a, uh, George V was a bit of a bully, and right. all the children suffered. So Bertie, his brother, who became George VI, had a stammer. Um, they, 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 As in the King's Speech, yeah. that, oh, exactly. that fella. Okay, right. um, but also, you know, he, 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 he was a popular prince, a bit like Harry. You know, he was good looking, right. he was glamorous, and he was used to basically sell the monarchy in this period right. in the 1920s and 1930s. Uh, and then, of course, it all changed when he met Wallace. Um, but, you know, he'd had mumps at the age of 16, so he actually stopped growing um, physically. He had no body hair, for example. Right. He only shaved twice a week. Yeah, I mean, he looks very boyish there. I mean, I don't yes, know how old he is there, but that's incredibly well, young. Well, there he's, he's 50. Doesn't look 50. I'm th and that's 50 at that age, that, like, in those years, 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, yeah, that's a 90s. He looked boyish. Yeah, he looked boyish. Yeah, 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 he yeah. did. And he, he, and, and he was, he was, uh, you know, he wrote like, these love letters to these mistresses in baby talk. Really? Uh, and it was all, it was all baby very talk. Immature. Very immature. He'd never really developed. Um, and, you know, he was given. I mean, he, he had a reasonable education. I mean, he had tutors, and he had, say, he went to Oxford, but he was only really interested in hunting, steeplechasing. Oh, yeah. In fact, they encouraged dangerous sports in the hope that that would kill him, because <laughs> the last thing they wanted was to have him come to power. Have you got a nice PR move? Oh, he's dead. Let's have a ceremony. Fancy jumping that very high. I bet you could. I guess yeah. I don't think that's yeah. dangerous. I bet you could. I bet you, I bet you, I bet you could. Quite, <laughs> you, could jump that. When, um, when they went overseas, obviously they had their own money. Did they do anything specific? Were they head of anything or did they... Never had a job. I mean, apart Even from being governor. I can imagine her sort of... Well, getting... when he was governor of the Bahamas, they clearly had a role and she did enter into her responsibilities. She worked for charities. Well, and, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, cooked on the canteen at the RAF base. So she found a sort of purpose in life during the Second World War. Um, but then at the end of the war, he lobbied for jobs as an ambassador in, in, in America. And, it's all political. and no one wanted, yeah, no one wanted him because they, they thought he was a liability. He, he, he was indiscreet. He was a traitor. He wasn't very bright. He wasn't very dedicated. Um, I mean, he was pretty lazy even when he was governor of the Bahamas. He played golf a lot, got drunk, uh, didn't really do the job that well. Um, and so it was a life of parties and, and golf and gardening. Did he, you going through it, did he have any redeeming qualities? He liked dogs. <laughs> like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was Hitler actually a vegetarian? Everyone says that as the thing. Yeah, well, he was quite neat, I suppose. You know? <laughs> he was best. I mean, he had a certain charm, I think. Yeah. Um, I talked to some people who, who met him when he was a child, when they were children, and he, in some ways, he 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 related to them better than the adults. He would come into the kitchen and talk to them, and he was, Natural of course, boy. never had. Yeah, he never had children. The, the dogs became their children, um, uh, uh, but he, no, he was a. Uh, I, I'm afraid didn't have many redeeming features. Right. Was there um, much age difference between them? Uh, no, only a few years. Few years. Yeah. And so what were the last sort of few years like? What were they doing at that point? Where were they in France still? Well, they lived in France right through to his death in 1972. Which part of France were they in? Lived in Paris. Oh. They had a, a, at one point a country house in uh, Antibes, now owned by Roman Abramovich. Mm. So they lived pretty extravagantly. Yeah, yeah. And then she continued in this huge house in the Bois de Boulogne until her death in 1986. But she had dementia. Mm. She uh, was basically under the control of a lawyer called Maitre Bloom, who um, cut her off from her friends 
And she really was just bedridden in this darkened room with bits of furniture being sold around her to pay medical bills. Oh. And all her friends kept away from her. And were they still living together? Well, they lived together till 72 yeah, when he died. And oh, then, of course, she was on her own till 86. But again, you know, the myth is that she, you know, he died in her arms. The, the truth oh, is God, that yeah. she didn't visit him in the last two weeks of, of his life, even though he was calling out for her oh, and her bedroom was next door to his. Blimey. He died in the arms of a, a temporary night nurse. Oh, God, I mean... It's, it's a sad story. I don't know. You, you, you want to be sympathetic, but you just can't. Because you think he's like right through to the end if he's still having a go and... It's not like he sort of realised during maturity I've made a mistake and I was wrong. You're looking for a character arc there. You're yeah, looking the, for you're looking for some redemption. redemption. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. there wasn't much. No, he he didn't. He he to the end of his life. I mean, yeah, I think there's one story I tell where people were complaining after the Holocaust about the ways the Jews were treated, and he said, uh, you know, Hitler did a pretty good job. Um, you know, and it's not dementia or nothing. That's just his opinions. That was his view. I mean, he 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 felt he was German. Um, yeah. right. uh, I think he just and he believed in strong government uh, and and as you say, the trains running on time yeah. and all this. He was very anti-communist uh, and. So that was understandable to, to perhaps be, you know, yeah. to, to have those views before the war. But knowing what what yeah. happened during the war Way to continue that, yeah. is yeah. extraordinary. Did she, what was her background? Is she just American? Did she have any German? She came, no, she came from quite a posh American background, but her father died when she was six months. She was brought up uh, in genteel poverty by the goodness of, of rich relations. And so I think that was one of her searches for yeah. financial security and right. emotional security. And she married very young, so the first uh, marriage was with a um, American Air Force officer who beat her up, and and she mm. divorced and was a drunk, and she divorced him. And then Ernest Simpson, who was the man she divorced to marry the Duke, actually was quite a decent man, and they they actually continued to be in touch. He married her best friend, but they wrote letters to each other, and he was a sort of shoulder to cry on. Oh. Um, he he was happy to give the divorce because he had fallen in love with her friend. Oh. But uh, I think she regretted leaving Ernest yeah. for the Duke. But she was just eventually took stability. Yeah, I mean, so she wasn't too. But she treated him badly. But she was didn't have the the nastiness. It was well. Just, I think she was pretty nasty to the staff. Um, um, well. She was pretty nasty to to the little people, the, right. the, the the people who served in shops. She 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 was very self entitled and and oh, really? spot, you know you would think given that upbringing she would have some sort yeah. of sympathy towards yeah. people who weren't in a position of power but i think she loved that position of power she loved the wealth she loved moving in these circles yeah. he'd given her access to this which she wouldn't normally have had so no i don't think she was a very kind person was there any stories about the um i mean the affairs and things i mean you said there was a bisexuality in that for both of them or just for her um well, there's a man called Scotty Bowers. There's been a big Hollywood series yeah. um, about him, and he was um, basically a, a, a pimp in Hollywood, who pimped for Hollywood, oh. for Hollywood stars. And he has a, a whole chapter in a memoir he did, which um, I checked out with both the producer of the program and the ghostwriter, both of whom, of course, checked out with yeah. the stories. And the story is that they would come to, to, to the Beverly Hills Hotel. There were uh, basically houses in the grounds, and both girls and boys were brought to them so that they were bisexual. Oh. The Duke was certainly bisexual, oh. uh, and that was known even before he became king, and it comes in Chips Channon's diary. Nicky Haslam, who, who's a friend of theirs, a tear decorator, talks about it. So there are lots and lots of accounts of his bisexuality yeah. and relations. I mean, there's a suggestion he even had affairs with some of the equerries who worked for him. 
um, uh, the evidence for her bisexuality it comes down to Scotty Bowers and one or two other um, diary entries from people. So that's less clear. <laughs> what a marriage. I mean, did they res No, they didn't respect each other, did they? It was just... Yeah, I think they, I mean, you know, they, 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 she stuck with him. He loved her. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it worked. It gave, you know, they were joined against the world rather than like Megan right, and Harry. Yeah. They got forced. The siege, siege mentality sometimes. And then they basically yeah. need each other. Like they, 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 I think, it, I think they seem to end up in a position where they were sort of stuck with each other and they sort oh, of stuck yeah. with each other. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, in fact, on the first day of the marriage, she came and looked forlornly down at him and they slept separately uh, and said, what are we going to do with the rest of our lives? Yeah. Um, Did she, so um, when, when he died, was she still mentally there or was the hell it came? Yes. No, she was fine in 1972, but even then there were signs right. of, of, of I'm just dementia. wondering, did she give any commentary on him? Like, was there anything known when he died? I mean, she, she, did she say anything? Did she write anything? Was uh, there a diary? She, uh, there were letters to people where she yeah. talks about things. I mean, they both wrote autobiographies, but in the 1950s. Yeah. Um, but even at the, uh, as she came away from the, the funeral service and was, was flying back, she would say to someone, Oh, um, you must meet, um, you must meet David, which was his name. Uh, and of course he was dead, but she hadn't sort of come oh, to terms with that. Yeah. So she was already getting a, a little, yeah, a little, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. confused and that she hardly had anything. She, she took to, to the vodka, which she drank out of a silver tankard. And so she declined pretty quickly. She had a series of falls. She went on one or two holidays with people. Um, there's one I interviewed who had a, a huge house in the south of France. She stayed at that just after the funeral. But most of the time, she was kept in isolation by this Maitre Bloom who, who controlled access to her. Right. Um, so when, you were, when you were putting this together, what, did you enjoy it? <laughs> Because <laughs> it seems yes, like a like, story of like, misery. Well, well <laughs> no one, George, you know, dropped every time you found some new horror. Yeah. So, no, I like rogue roles. I like people behaving badly. <laughs> it makes much more interesting characters. It's the, the thing I really couldn't get over is the fact of like, it, it, it's not, it wasn't the usual, well, they had a sympathy, a sympathy for the Nazis. It was, oh no, he's a traitor. Like at that higher level of the royal family. Yes. You, think you wouldn't want to rock the boat. Like, you, you're good. You don't, don't. But, uh, well, I think there was there was there was a sort of personal and political element to it. I mean, he did generally think they were a good thing. Yeah, he, one of his best friends in his life was Oswald Mosley. But I think also it was a way of getting back at his brother. <laughs> so a lot of this was just to embarrass the brother right. and and to, to 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 try and he was looking for attention. Yeah, uh, and this was of course a very good way of getting it. And what of was the age wanted, difference between him and his brother? Was it a few? Only a few years. Oh, just a few and years. And they've been very close. I mean, same like William and Harry. Same yeah. thing. Very close brothers who are sort of torn apart by this woman coming in what was the biggest shock you found when doing this that well i think he, that even when he had been sent to the bahamas that he was still communicating with these german agents and saying i'm ready to come back yeah. if if i'm necessary needed so and this is you know the summer of 1940 this is britain on the brink of surrender yeah. and then he gets to the bahamas and we have the battle of britain which more or less begins as soon as negotiations with him break down uh and and he's complaining about the decor in, in the government house. And so when every spare penny has been spent buying these Spitfires, he wants, you know, a, a new annex and some new furniture. Was there um, uh, much damage to sort of like 
the, 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 the palaces in England during the World War II. You never really hear anything Well, Buckingham about Palace it. was bombed. Yeah, and I mean, this is the famous line from the Queen Mother, we can now look these tent in the face. Right. So, I mean, you know, and they, they could have easily, I mean, it was one wing which they were not in, but yeah. I mean, if it had hit another wing, they would have been killed. Right. The wind, how did Windsor Castle come out of it? Windsor was fine. Yes. So, and I think this, that's why they spent a lot of time there. Are you, are, you, are you a fan of the royals? What side down yes, do you come I'm on? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I think they're a good thing, and William and Kate and Charles and all these people do a great job. The Queen, um, and I think the problem is there are these, say, rogue royals who spoil it for the others. Yeah. And you know, in some ways, their stories need to be told. I mean, yeah. of course, the last thing they wanted these stories to come out, but it, it is part of our history. And would you class? Andrew is a rogue royal. Yes. Even now, yeah, he is already, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that's the, the most polite phrase. Yeah. We can but I thought, well, technically, he, I thought, well, no, look, let's just stop being silly. He is. It's just, it hasn't well, fully... Well, it's not just the Epstein. It's, it's his venality when he was trade envoy, where he looks like he was taking a cut um, <laughs> oh, of God. the commission. So this was, this was government work that he was yeah. paid, in yeah. a sense, on government uh, tie, uh, on right. yeah, government yeah. expenses and, yeah. and taxpayers' expenses. I mean, we're still paying for his security now. Well, what's, what's happened to um, Fergie? Where's she now? Well, she's, she's... She pops up every now and again. She's just bought some expensive houses in Mayfair. She's doing fine. Obviously, she is here. I thought she'd gone to the States. Well, she spends a lot of time in the States because, oh. again, they love her and, and yeah. she goes on Oprah and, and confesses to all Everyone sorts of they, things. Oprah keeps popping up throughout the royals. Oprah's a thread yeah. here, isn't yeah. it? I think yeah. someone needs to keep well, an eye on Oprah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, she's, she pays well. Yeah. She's got a huge yeah. um, a listenership. And Usually if they want to get the story, and she's yeah. always very sympathetic to them, and it allows them to reinvent themselves. Did you say you are doing the Andrew? Yeah. Oh, you, She'll be out next year. And what's the theme? Sort so of? What's the threat? Well, it's a full, it's a full biography, um, oh, biography. Of, of both of them. Yeah. Uh, it, they've never been done together. There hasn't been a book uh, on uh, them for uh, thirty years, um, and even those books aren't very good. So it's it's really going to tell the story of you know how they've made their money, yeah. uh, how they lost their money at various times, uh, his role in the navy, his role with as trade envoy. Her, her charitable activities, etc. You know, it's not, it's, it's, I mean, to be fair, uh, it's not out within the agenda, but clearly they are part of this tradition. And also yeah. it's looking at their marriage, you right. know, an extraordinary marriage where they got divorced after, or separated after six years and divorced, and yet still live together, you know, almost 40 years later. I, I'm wondering in, in the back of your mind, are you just going to hold on from finishing the book <laughs> for about maybe another year or so just to see? I don't miss anything. Because you never know all things. You well, know, things I think the, the story keeps continuing. Yes, yeah, we've got a musical on Prince Andrew coming out, and we've got two. Really? Uh, uh, and a, sorry, a musical? Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> what's this? What's that? What's that? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Who's and there are also it? two films coming out based around mm -hmm. his Newsnight interview. So he's going to be in the news next summer. I I just imagine a. Uh, I'm not talking about just you know like a. Lay Miz kind of, yeah. you know, operatic kind of thing. I'm talking about showgirls, kick, tick. I thought they'd kick, probably kick, go kick, comedy, down. like they'd be mocking him slightly more than, it can't be a serious drama. Springtime for Hitler. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. It's everything, you know, yeah. Epstein flights and stuff, yeah. you know, yeah, I can see, I can see it all now. Cartoonish yeah. personality. 
Well, that's quite interesting. So th- there's, I mean, I don't want to preempt, but I'm assuming there's going to be a, a Meghan Markle one in a few years' time as well. Well, Meghan's been very well done by lots of authors, So, and, and I haven't got access to but her. The circles. marriage and the whole thing. Well, I'm sure there'll be other books about her, because, I mean, she's, she's you know, not going to go away. I mean, my strength is the documents, and clearly as yeah. you get more and more contemporary, yeah. it's more difficult to find right. documents. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I, in <laughs> some ways, I'd be happier going back in time yeah, and finding stuff right. where there are documents. Is there any going back further than you've done now? For, or is it anything, because you'd be going into the 1900s. It, well, the probably all my behaved? books are about people born between <laughs> yeah. um, 1870 and uh, 1920. So, so um, I'm thinking of doing Prince Philip, for example, yeah. uh, oh, as okay. a possible one. Because I think, you know, again, very interesting figure, very important figure in the history of the royal family. Because you're basically um, going to have to do a box set. I mean, it's going to be a box set, isn't it? It's going to be royal, like that. Royal, strange royal marriages. Yeah, with the name <laughs> across the top. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah, yeah. And I like the, I mean, just as a head, the scandalous exile. That's fantastic. The scandal. Well, that's the publishers. They yeah. always would have put well, it's, things it's, like that. It's not that hyperbolic, really. Yeah, to be no, honest. No, it, is, it really it's isn't. It's, it's apt. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, words. we haven't gone into the financial chicanery of the Duke, the fact that he was claiming on jewellery that he, he claimed to have been stolen and then it was discovered at sales in 90, when, when they died. <laughs> so um, he was caught with current black market currency stuff. I mean, you know, the guy was a rogue. So he really, he really was sort of working angles you know he was i said he was sort of hustling kind of you know yeah. he was he was really he almost doesn't he seem had no like real royal. boundaries and i think the yeah. problem was he'd never been given boundaries right uh, i think that's the case with a lot of the royals uh, right. and 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 they think they can they can get away with it so they do yeah uh, and and they kind of do get away with it well, for the most part yeah. yeah. you know stories of prince charles today you know there he is um taking money rather dubiously from yes. businessmen offering honors and 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 then the the story now is not all the money's been returned hmm. Oh, blimey. Was he um, head of any charities or anything like that? Nope. I mean, that would be the she obvious was. thing for him yeah. to, 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 to do some. They gave a little bit of money to the American hosp- uh, hospital in Paris, an occasional £100 here or there to, 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 to ch- uh, charities run by friends. But they didn't really give money to charity. Um, and they promised money to godchildren, and I don't think that ever oh, materialized. Blimey, your kids. And indeed to staff. One of the ways that they, they got away with paying the staff so little was they said, well, we'll remember you in our will. Uh, oh, most of the course had gone by the time yeah. they died. But also, when it came to the will, Nothing. there was no money for the stuff. Just oh. lies and treachery and fraud and scandal. Sca- and scandal. <laughs> scandal, that's a very English word, isn't it? Scandal. Um, I think it's just because we associate it a lot with our government. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of scandals. We've had a lot in, our, in my mind, I think, of sort of Tory party scandal. Who, um, a lot of friends are moving to Italy because they feel it's, it's, it's less corrupt there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Wow, that's, yeah. It's been taken a few years, hasn't it, really, unfortunately, for that view. Who's yeah. the biggest, outside of the English royal family, who is the next biggest royal family in the world? Monaco. Monaco. I mean, in terms of, of, of interest, Princess Monaco. you know, with, with Grace, I mean, if you look at the, 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 the papers, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the coverage. The other's very low-key. Yeah. You know, mm. I mean, Spain, of course, is in the news because yeah. King Juan has, has been forced to out uh, and, and is living, I think, in the Middle East, and there are lots and lots of claims against him. I mean, supposedly slept with a thousand women. Who in Inglésius? <laughs> okay i mean women fair enough yeah. <laughs> i'm like okay yes, i haven't told you about the other yeah. well, um how, from when you decided to write this to when it was finished how long did that take well you handed in this the book came out in august 9 uh, august 
21. Yeah. And my last book came out in August 19. So I took about 15 months, and it's all of course during COVID, you to, just to research. You another book? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I took about four or five months to write it. Wow. Is that including research time or? Yeah, the research, the research is what takes time. Yeah. So that, yeah. the research went on really until the end of, of 2020. Okay. So, so about, f yeah, 15 months, uh, and then, um, about five months to write. And then there's a gap clearly between delivering it and when it comes out, which is delivered about May. Where you just have to sort of rest in a dark room. And yeah. just recover. <laughs> well, I did continue to do research. I mean, the Royal Archives have been closed during COVID and actually opened. So that's where I began to go through the files. So in fact, the paperback edition, which came out in June is updated. There's even more stuff. Um, uh, new stuff there based on the Royal Archives research. Okay. Would you try and put in like a sort of happy spin? I don't like to end always negatively. The honeymoon. Was there anything? Was there a sort of minor whirlwind when there was love in the air? And well, they went. The strange place they went for the honeymoon was a house owned by a woman who'd killed six husbands. <laughs> <laughs> That's a detail. That's a. <laughs> I'm starting to see. <laughs> no, blimey. So, I don't know. What, I mean, Strange place to go. There's it? a book there just on her. <laughs> what was the sixth husband? Oh, it was, it was a long time in the past, but it was a house in Austria. He, he liked going to Austria. He yeah. liked apple strudel. Yeah. He liked dressing up in lederhosen. Uh, and that's what he did. <laughs> don't know why I found that funny, but... Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny image. Yeah, the lady, yeah. Sort of, too short. The shorts are too sort of, short. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I think there's a picture in the book of him in Lederhosen. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> and so what else happened on the honeymoon? Was it a nice time? Was it Yes, a... well, um, yeah, I think... The they, honeymoon they, was in Austria. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was only... They got married in June, and in October they were off to, to, to Germany. So a lot of it was, the time was spent planning their trip to Germany. And talking to this man called Charles Bedeau, who lent them his chateau in France to get married, but in return for doing this trip. And he was a, a, a Franco-American businessman who did a lot of business with the Nazis, and it made him look good in their eyes. And of course, for the Duke, it made him look good in the eyes of Wallace to give her this, in a sense, this royal progression around, around Germany. So the, the picture you mentioned before where they both jump in the air, which they literally do. Yeah. Oh, amazing. They're pretty bouncy. But I thought it, I was going to say, why were they so sort of humorous? But it wasn't. It was like a utilitarian thing. It's be, the, the cameraman noticed that doing so paradoxically seemed to relax people. So I mean, that does not suit well, the people doing it. But, it? It's, but it's that thing. Well, of, that looks like a haunting, but, like a, a parrot. Okay. He, yeah, he looks uncomfortable. Yeah. He looks uncomfortable. He looks well, like he's, he's in his suit and with the buttons done up. Yeah. I was going to say he looks uncomfortable. When I mean, the pearls haven't moved. Their earrings are. <laughs> he looks like that bit in Men in Black where the guy wears the other person's skin and it doesn't really work properly. And like he's all sort of like. It, it's just his expressions are all awkward and weird he looks like that he looks like he's wearing he's another person wearing his skin I like what, there's quite a sweet picture on the back cover i mean i suppose you want to end on a happy note that that's the look yeah, of love it's about it? me trying to think they can't i don't like people being miserable uh, their whole lives well, I, some nice pictures with the dogs i keep thinking now that that at least he's happy yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's just <laughs> Other people's relationships are always a mystery, and like yeah. what you never, you never it's really know what relationship. people it's... are like when they're alone together, yeah. and how people are in their inner lives, and in their, you know, when they're in their very deep private part, you know, of themselves, their well, psyche. You know, you know, lots of old couples bicker and are still fond of each other, yeah. and I yeah. think they, you know, they were just an old couple. They'd been by the time he died, they'd been together forty years. I mean, that's a ghost picture if ever you saw one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one thing that is. 
That's yeah. Well, that's at the funeral. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. Well, and I, I think she so was. I think she did realise uh, afterwards <laughs> that she hadn't perhaps behaved very well to him. And he was constantly trying to buy her love by giving her jewels and things. So it, it was all pathetic. Yeah. Mm. So how old was she when she died? Uh, 1986. And she's born, she was coming up 90. Oh, 90. Uh. The, 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 it's been very well, um, the index is very good. Just some of them, Countdown to War, Phony War. What's the Phony War? Well, that's that period really before the invasion of France in May 1940. So between September oh, 39. Now. Why was it called the phony war? Well, nothing really had happened. Yeah. Right, that was it. Yeah, it was just whether it was going to happen. We declared war and then there was no sort of not really large-scale military action yeah, for, right, for yeah. a period. And it was sort of a bit, uh, you know, it was, a, yeah. Under surveillance, murder in paradise. I think that's a Columbo episode. It's so also that's the famous episode where Harry Oakes, the, 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 the richest man in the Bahamas, was found murdered in his bed and the Duke tried to cover up the murder because Oakes and the Duke had been in a financial scam together. And the last thing he wanted were detectives yeah. looking into that. What do you think about them, having read it? What's your thoughts? About the, about the couple? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's a sad, rather pathetic story. Yeah. Um, you know, they were clearly, I think I've made my case, uh, and, and the reviewers, I think, have agreed with that, that he was not yeah. a dupe of the Nazis. He was an active intriguer yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it shattered the myth of, of this great love affair. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think also it gives a new insight to the abdication and the way the royal family behaved to them if you, if you accept that he was manoeuvred off the throne and also that their attitude towards him was conditioned by his, his behavior during the war. Yeah. It, it seems from their actions, you know, looking at it now, it seems from their actions that they were quite aware, that every, you know, that the people making those decisions were quite aware of the situation his, yeah. in his viewpoint. And the dangers of that, you know, within the wider sort of political circumstances at the time. Well, the fact that he wasn't given a job at the end of the war, no, no one could trust him. Mm. And, and, you know, they, they were just so worried about his associates, his, his lack of any sense of public service. Yeah. Mm. Andrew, it's fantastic. Well, it's Is it an audio book version? Yes, even oh, read good. by me. Oh, oh wow. Come okay. on. See, that's great. I, I keep bringing this up, but you've got to read your own book. And I've said it before, I said it's only a little, when <laughs> I went to download the Arnold Schwarzenegger biography and he read it and it was on iTunes, he was reading it. I thought, considering there's money and the time it would take, and then um, I actually laughed out loud because I listened to it and he spoke this first chapter and th that was it. He read the first chapter and the last chapter oh, just so on oh, iTunes, you hear the button. I, I laughed. I thought, oh, he got me. He absolutely Gosh. got me. Well, thought, sometimes you get an actor doing it. They can do all the voices and, and the dialogue. Yeah. And that's one of the difficult things when you're yeah. not a trained actor. How far do you do the voices and how far right. do you just read it like a story? How long did the, it take to do the audiobook? Uh, we did it in about three days. Normally no. it takes three to four days, but um, uh, it's... But that sounds rushed. Uh well, we were okay. Actually, yeah, it's okay. Three days. Um, I did the last one. I, I, you know, as you get more experience, right. it gets yeah. easier. But yeah, the, you know, you 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 sometimes don't know how to pronounce a word. Right. They yeah. have a little system where they can just check. It's it's fascinating. Oh, okay. And often, you know, they'll go back and make you do another word again. But right. it's it's um, yeah, it's a very interesting experience. Was it was that the first audiobook you done? I mean, in terms of speaking it. Uh, I did them at Battens. Oh. Okay. Um, but my book on Guy Burgess was read by an actor. Yeah. It's interesting because. Um, Whereas the sort of script, uh, the dialogue in the script is written is written to be read out loud. Yeah. Do you often this? Is there something because words on the page, like like a sort of prose, can sometimes not be 
as fluids to speak out loud, oh, to, you right. know, to, to sort of speak loud, you know. Well, the the way I write the books is a bit like a film script. I, oh. I try and um, have short scenes, move the scenes around so it's contrast, different points of view. I try and have a lot of, of quotes from diaries. They're all true, but from diaries and letters and uh, interviews they've done so that it feels like a novel. Um, and then it's what I call taking the camera in and out. So you'll have a scene uh, a dramatic scene. You've got to picture it in your in your mind, but at the same time, then sometimes you have to come back to the camera and give a bit of context to explain what's going on. You know what the history is. Yeah. So uh, in some ways, it should should read well because it's it it should read like a like a film script. Yeah, I wasn't saying it was poorly written. By the way, I was just <laughs> no, no, just no, 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 no. But there, there is a we, difference we don't, between. And I think you know, you know uh, I work in publishing, and I'm always encouraging people to to, to take that format yeah. and not you know to start the book not he was born on the fifth of November, but to find some episode that is revealing about their character or places them in some sort of jeopardy, then the reader wants to carry on because if you go to a bookshop, it's normally the first chapter that you read. Mm. Yeah. Did you um did you do any acting or anything when you were younger? Nope, not really. No. You've, got a, you've got a voice for voice, like you you should have a vocal. Uh, uh, what they call it when you a, a face for radio. <laughs> no, your voice is like uh, as I speak. As you, I didn't say it earlier, but when you were speaking, I thought you could. You, there's so many things you could do with your voice. It's oh, gosh, got its own. You. you separate the words correctly. You say that there's a nice fluidity. Some be... people don't have that sort of mellifluous thing with right. a voice, but you do. Oh, I think it's a I secret could work weapon. For British Rail, yeah, <laughs> or British <laughs> Airways get sorted. Yes, British we were, Airways. We, yes. Were, we were talking about um, uh, you beforehand because I always think. I'm. I want to know why people ended up there. That's my, I'm always behind the curtain type of person. Um, but just the, you're president of the Biographers Club. What is that? What is that? Well, that was something I set up uh, 25 years ago, and it was in like a mixture of a trade union for for biographers, so that we could sort of campaign on issues like access to archives. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But yeah. also uh, a social group. So it started off basically with people just meeting for lunch yeah. to, to to swap notes on. I don't know, archives, research, stories, whatever. Uh, and it's a pretty lonely thing if you're a writer. You're in your room the whole time. Right, and so yeah. it brought people together, connections, uh, tips on how to publicize books. Right, yeah. And then it sort of grew from there. So it's not a sort of closed shop. A lot of things like podcasting, they, they're they scared of each other. You actually, there's a community of biographers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, right. I, you know, we'll swap notes. So, right, for example, right. I'll, you know, encourage them to, 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 to come and do podcasts with you. It's all about networking oh, and helping okay. each other. Um, and you're the president of the Biographers Club. Well, that's one of the perks of setting it up. Yeah. <laughs> they kick me upstairs. <laughs> I, I was imagining there's not many people that you'd have to run to. I mean, suppose you're the main guy. People are like, he's the real deal. Like he's the he's the fella to ask. Well, you no, know, it's it's a, it's a sort of honorary position. I mean, right, there's okay. there's a chairman now, and they and I'm totally out of it. I'm there if they want right, me. Okay. But, but at the same time, you know, if we want representatives from the press to to talk to the press about issues and biography. Yeah then that's an obvious place perfect. to go. Well, not me, but, but someone. Oh, you were, um, you were, so you went to Magdalene college. Yeah. What was that like? What was your time there? Like, that was great. Yeah, yeah no, it was great. Um, where were you born? I was born in Africa. Ah. Oh, now I've got another five minutes to talk. <laughs> right. So how did, what, so your parents? My father worked, worked for the government. And so I was brought up in Africa and then in Bermuda. Um, Right. And then went back to school in, in Scotland. Never seen snow, and okay. so walked from. When did you went go from to Scotland? How old? I was ten. Oh, okay, right. So that's like ten years. So, so I went from 
running around barefoot to yeah. cold, cold Scottish weather. What do, you, what do you remember of Africa? Can you remember it? No, I don't. I remember Bermuda well, but not right. um, Africa. What do you remember from Bermuda? Th- uh, well, just going to the beach, getting yeah. burnt, um, sailing. Um, but my father had a job where uh, he was a judge, and the um, uh, Black Power had a target of three people that they wanted to kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first was the governor, the second was the commissioner of police, and the third was my father. Oh, and they killed the first two. So that's when we left. Oh, you left then. So what happened in Scotland? What 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 was the story there? I just just went grew up in Edinburgh, went to school. Um, and, um, How was your primary school lessons and things before the big yeah, school? Yeah, well, I always read a lot. So I was always very interested in history and always right. much more interested in biography than history. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to do but I had a big gap I did my first book in 1995 and then I did the next one in 2015 so well, I had a 20, 20 year gap <laughs> and now I'm doing them every two years so I'm speeding up well, um, yeah I love biographies they're so wonderful they're so interesting biographies um, is, is there any biography that you wish you'd written that was or has been done that's a good question or, um, I suppose is there a biography that you've loved that would be the what's the main biographies of somebody that you I love that book lots of, you know, there are lots of very good biographies um, uh, I'm trying to think who, who one comes back to I, I, I read so many that actually I think it do would they be, tend to be a sort of royal or no no I mean I was an intelligence historian originally um, and then I found actually writing about the royals was even more difficult than the, the uh, intelligence history right yeah. but um Royals are much more profitable, and in some ways, if you're going to spend time researching these books, you need to, and traveling the world, you need yeah. to have a return on it. Yeah, I don't make money on the other books, right? And uh, you get a bigger readership, which is nice, and television programs, and then you get called a royal expert when you know very as right, little yeah. as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, are the books because it's on Amazon? I suppose they're everywhere. Do you tend to know which countries are buying them? Yes, we sell, sell the foreign rights. So we sold the foreign rights here in Italy and Portugal. Uh, would they tend to do best outside of England? The uh, Americans, would they? I think they... Um, America, for the right book. Can, yeah. So we probably... I don't. Most of my books are quite British-orientated. Right. But I mean, clearly with Wallace being American, yeah, yeah. we'll see that the book's only just come out in America right. and the paperback comes out in November. So we'll oh, see if okay, that's, right. that makes you know, yeah. does better than here. But you know the the Burgess book was sold, for example, in Poland. Um, oh, yeah. The big market, if if you can break it, is China because of course it's really? so big. But I, I oh, don't okay. know the very interesting yeah. royal biography, unfortunately. And their senses can be a little uh, yes. uh, pernickety about uh, certain things that you wouldn't think that they would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain, I know lots of films, for instance, <laughs> run into uh, issues and get banned when you think that's very milk toast. You know what I mean? It's very sort of you yeah, know, yeah, no, bland or whatever. And they're trying to. I mean, they, they lots. They were buying lots of children's books, and they're now trying to establish their own market with their own authors. So they're not buying outsiders. But yeah, exactly. It's mm. weird. But the censorship here of stuff, you know, um, again, you know. Stuff gets taken out if it's if it's refers to royal to to the queen, for example. Mm. Um, even the most innocent things. Yeah. Do mm. um do many of the royals keep diaries? I mean, you don't. I know, I know the prince. Well, the that, queen is supposed to keep a diary. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they probably do, but of course we're never going to see them. They'll be locked away, and and uh, maybe in two hundred years. Oh well. Yeah. Well, I mean, they meet the most extraordinary people. I mean, the book I'd like to read is a is a memoir of the queen by the queen because think of all the people she's met over the last. Because you really know years. nothing about her. Like she, you don't hear a. Sp- you hear her speak, but I mean, you have no very, sense very of character. Yeah, very occasional. But, I mean, that's it's it. only official. You're right. It's only mm. official, but it's, it's maybe the Queen's speech, you know, at Parliament, and 
and maybe like a, a speech, you know, with the Jubilee. So she comes up, does formal things, but you never really. Oh, I've got no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Relaxed. Yeah, no. get, I mean, there are odd moments, you know, there's, I've just watched some programs on Fergie and Andrew and there she is chasing the carriage, uh, you know, like any mum would the when queen. her son gets married yeah. and smiling and, and chatting. So you get a, a sense of that informality, but most of the time, as you say, you just get yeah. this very formal. All I know about her is a se- selection of photographs. <laughs> I don't know anything else. Th- well, she's never, she's given one interview to a guy called Alistair Bruce, and it was very stilted. Um, in writing? Was, uh, no, no, in, in, in person. That was a few years ago. A few years ago, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I we don't. Whereas, you know, Prince Philip, which is why I'm so um, interested in him, you know, was trying to modernize the monarchy. He was yeah. appearing on television programs in the 1950s. And he was much more open. He, of course, he's the one who encouraged this program on the royal family. Yeah, yeah I, I, that's the thing is I get, I, yeah, when you say Prince Philip, I have a much more, uh, uh, right or wrong, I have more of an idea of the man, yeah. of, of the of the individual, the personality there. Um, partly because uh, my grandpa met him and he was rude to him. So. <laughs> he's rude to everyone. So. He, yeah, he's, rude. he's like, yeah, I met pretty what good. Did he, what did you call him, slitty eyes? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, he was rude. Uh, he, was, he worked for BA and he was... Uh, oh, yeah. He designed uh, cabin interiors, and they sort of had a, a new uh, plane that they sort of had, a, and a new interior, and they were sort of doing the royal tour and showing around, and he was just like, going, oh, this is horrible. I don't like this at all. What, you designed this? Oh, what a load of rubbish. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's like okay, right. <laughs> So we'll end on BA as we started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything always comes down yeah, to BA. Yeah. And British Airways. Another so. thread we need to check out. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. Oh, I know. Um, Andrew, it's fantastic. Thank you it's for coming pleasure. in. It's a yeah, Sunday thank morning. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Noble Water. Actually, Noble, it works. Noble and, Water. Yes. And this Noble yes. Water. Yes, you should have, you know, you should Although they don't spell on. them. <laughs> right. They've gone for the modern version. What were you going to say? I was going to say in this wonderful book, The yeah. Traitor King, The scandal, Scandalous Exile, The Duke and Duchess of Windsor. Oh, it's got America written all over it, those, that, that heading, all those. Mm-hmm. The Traitor King, the, literally, The Traitor King. And, and you, and you, and you um, were part of a, a fascinating documentary as well that is on yeah. uh, Channel 4. Channel I think Ball, it's on yeah. all four uh, now streaming. So, yes, I would check that out because it's really, really good. And uh, we will be back next week. Thank yes. you, Andrew. Thanks very Thanks. much. Could be larger than